Welcome to Crazy Careers to Consider. I am Tim, and with me once again is my co-host, Zen. Hello! And this is the podcast about unusual jobs and careers that are out there. This week on our list is jewelry designer. A A jewelry designer is a professional who works with precious metals, um, gemstones, and they create wearable art. Um, a jewelry designer be create one one of a kind pieces for clientele or entire line for like a mass market consumption or like for you know maybe something like Tiffany's where they produce the same thing over and over and over again and they also be may sell jewelry themselves if they own their own shop so does that sound interesting well if so hang on uh, we're gonna offer the full deets after the break Help! I Need a New Career Podcast is sponsored by the University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education, a U.S. News Top 10 Public University. Do you have a career goal? With over 60 certificates, we've helped over a quarter million students achieve theirs, and we can help you achieve yours too. To learn more, you can find us at ce.uci.edu forward slash DCE. And once again, ce.uci.edu edu forward slash dce dream big take risks be amazing you guys may not know i'm a little bit of a documentary video hobbyist so me and my friends make document little tiny documentaries about lots of different things that are out there um one time i did one on race cars but recently i'm working on a project that deals with jewelry and therefore that's where i came up with this idea um, the, the jewelry designer is in Tustin, California, and I had, a, I got to learn a little bit about the field by shadowing this guy for a day. And so this is how he got into an industry, which is pretty typical. And we can talk about the steps. If you think that jewelry design <coughs> or jewelry making is something that you like to do. So first of all, I'll start out with, you know, he was a art, uh, he started out in art. So he has a background mm-hmm. in art. So he was creative. I believe he also did drawings and the whole typical thing. But his specific uh, area of expertise was he did sculpture and he did jewelry arts. And then, you know, he went into um, kind of an apprenticeship. Mm -hmm. Um, He started working. He came to the United States. So he was not actually he was actually um, from Armenia. And he came to the United States and he found a job in downtown Los Angeles. And he was an apprentice where he went to work for a company. Someone found him a job and he just did all, I mean, a lot of the menial tasks, Mm -hmm. kind of learning um, the, the, the nuts and bolts of how to make jewelry. But, you know, it's the same thing. Like you had to sweep the floors, you had to open up the doors, you had to turn on the lights, make the coffee along whatever the, the, the jeweler there wants you to do, whatever he doesn't want to do. Exactly what he doesn't (laughs) want to do. So, um, you know, it's interesting, um, I, you know, as far as that whole pathway goes, um, it's, it's a tough field, I think, to get into. Mm-hmm. It can be, I want right. to say. Uh, I think, uh, you know, people do have an artistic background. You're talking about this guy, he's a uh, sculpture, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, and there has to be an understanding, I would assume, of different metals, gems, gemstones, yeah. things like that. And how to work them. Understanding the materials, yeah. Yeah, how to, how to manipulate the materials. Um, you know, but there's, um, 
it just seems like it's such an interesting field and there's it's a uh, it, it, I, I see those people at the uh, the farmer's markets or swap meets sometimes or you mm-hmm. go to a mall and you see a kiosk and you're like how do these people get started right you know and it's interesting to know that the, you've been talking to this guy he's he's been kind of giving the, the down low on that yeah well there's another way you can kind of get in is um i think you saw it was like something about bench jewelers oh right so the bench jewelers um so these are these are um shoot they do have some kind of overlap with the bench jeweler but i guess like from what you showed me like bench jewelers are um if you there's like lots of jewelry repair shops um in the mall or um they have jewelers and um it's more commercialized where it's kind of oh someone comes in with a broken clasp so you kind of fix things mm-hmm. or you had to modify something that's currently out there so that might fit someone and so you're learning about the materials that you're right. talking about the strengths and the weaknesses how <clears> thick <throat> it should be so you're kind of doing the nuts and bolts kind of like you know it's like car modification right but you're learning so, to build so a car if someone like way, someone yeah. had like their grandma's wedding ring right and the stone fell out or they wanted a different band on it like that's that's something a bench jeweler would do yeah so yeah they're they're they're, they're handling those types of requests which is interesting like repair right yeah and there's there's a lot of repair work with with jewelry obviously right um but and, um and as a bench jeweler you don't necessarily have to go into become a designer i mean bench jewelers is a field that you can actually make a living at right you know? and how much how much money are we talking about with bench jewelers um from what i've seen is like if you work in a mall like if you work in the back of the jewelry store you can kind of make somewhere between 25 and mm-hmm. uh, 60 thousand mm-hmm. dollars um as an apprentice you know <laughs> apprentices make dirt i mean it just depends you might on, get coffee <laughs> it just depends on how uh, generous the owner is I right. guess. <laughs> but but i think the thing that's really interesting about being a um well either one of those paths mm-hmm. but if you're an apprentice one of the things that's interesting is you're you you, you kind of have to learn a lot and you have to be very creative right to make it as a jewelry artist right, right. um to me, I can't even fathom it. I mean, I feel like I'm a fairly creative person, mm-hmm. but I I go and like I'm. And you probably know what I'm talking about. If you go to Swamin or one of those farmers yeah. markets, there's there's like 25 jewelry stands, mm-hmm. and I'm like, how do you? That's only at one location. Yeah. How do you come up with designs that aren't at the regular big 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 time retail retail places? Right. Or these small one offs, you know? And then you do see a lot of overlap. Like well, I was up in Santa Barbara at an uh, art fe- art festival, and I swear I saw the same necklace or earrings at multiple places. Like, with the same different designers, different designers, oh, just the oh. same look and feel. And it's it's just it's so hard to be unique in I, this industry. I almost feel sometimes um, there's the style, right? And um, like like when you go out, it's like you look at automotive design, like. Oh, like, oh, look, it's that bar light that goes all the way from taillight to taillight. And that was kind of a trend. And all the cars had that Mm -hmm. taillight that went all the way across. And then, Mm -hmm. oh, now all the cars have, like, the the beady eye headlights. And and it's just, I think they all take inspiration. It's like, oh, this is what's in fashion. So everyone makes... Kind of similar type things thing. based on that. Yeah. It makes sense. That makes sense. It's just it's just very interesting when you see someone who has a very unique style, uh-huh. regardless of what is popular or trendy. And I think that's such a hard thing because it, it's just hard to do. I mean, it's just right. I mean, jewelry is a is a very expressive thing. People like expressing themselves. Right. So as a jeweler, I'm now I'm getting a little far out there. As but a as a yeah, <laughs> totally. But as a jewelry jewelry 
uh, artist, you, you have to make something that people are going to want to wear to express themselves. Right. But if you have a unique perspective. It's like a language. Right. It's it's like a language. Um, uh, Tim, you come from a creative background and you're a writer. Mm-hmm. And um, when you read Stephen King versus um, – who's the Japanese? Um, Haruki Murakami? Yes. Yeah. Um, when you read the different styles, you mm-hmm. can instantly tell – Oh, this is a Haruki piece versus Stephen King. Right. And it's just like the way they write, the way they express themselves, totally. and the way they f- form a universe. Mm-hmm. And um, that's kind of like yeah. any art, is finding your your own language and style that is susceptible, mm-hmm. but at the same time, um, people want it. Right. So, yeah. I, I'm, you know, I'm going to go off on a limb here and say that I would be really bad at this job. I I don't think I would des- design anything that anyone would want to wear. I I don't think I would design anything particularly good. Well, it's something my wife might might want, but she would just, just say she she likes it. Yeah, I think so to make too. You like, feel better, my daughter. That's really yeah. the truth. <laughs> this is great, Zen. Yeah. Wow. Um, so so, I mean, how how do you think someone would get? I know you talked a little bit about that guy that you were talking mm-hmm. to. That you know, do you think that probably is the best? approach if someone was interested someone listening here after they listen to me say i'd be bad at this and uh, you know it's how hard it is but if someone wanted to do this do you think that's the right approach or you just start off as an apprentice and then learn more about it and it's kind of like arts field it's like i think it, it is somewhere between an apprenticeship and an art a background i think mm-hmm. there is i hear there's not nearly as many but you can actually get a degree in jewelry design as mm. well um but it's it's one of those things where it's kind of a the field is kind of collapsing because actually in some ways, because now we've become an international global market that right. you're competing against someone in France. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, and then also manufacturing, lots of people will design it and then you send it out to someone else to mm-hmm. manufacture. Right. So, I mean, <clears throat> I think it just depends. I mean, it's a little bit of luck and a little bit of hard work and a little right. intuition. There's another thing I could uh, throw out there to anyone who is interested in this. Actually, I just thought of this. My my cousin does something similar. She makes earrings and like these head headpiece hair pieces. Uh-huh. I see this is why I'd be so bad at this. I don't even know what they're called. I'm just calling <laughs> some kind of head I call it a headpiece. It's a head hair piece. Band, I don't know. Crown. It's like it's a hair it's a hair piece for women to, you know, put in their hair. So but she designs stuff and she's always been like artistic. And um the thing I would I would throw out there to anyone listening is that, you know, another avenue for it, we talk about these things, everything going digital. Mm-hmm. Something like Etsy is a place where someone who could be an amateur jewelry designer and you can make your own stuff at right. home and you can still sell it on Etsy. That's right. pretty much what it is, yeah. the, the, the platform, the site. So she sells stuff there. So she has a day job too, uh-huh. which is right. well, a lot of these. There's a theme a lot with a lot of these jobs, except mm-hmm. for some of them require you to be there all the time. Mm-hmm. The, the jobs that we talk about here, um, like golf ball diver, you know, yeah. you probably have to be there for that. <laughs> but this is another thing. If you have an artistic streak and you're really interested in jewelry, you can right. actually do this on with a day job right. on your free time and sell stuff online right. or local farmer's markets if you can go to those. But um, she she sells it. She sells her jewelry on Etsy. And right. She makes a little bit of money from it. Right. But it, it kind of supplements some hobbies or other supplies that she's buying for this. But right. if anyone's interested, that's another way of... If you don't want to make it a career, it can be right. like a nice, um, you know, it's, it's just a nice side gig that right. supplements your income. Until someone writes you and says, I need 500 of these. Yeah. <laughs> 
So um, I'm going to mention some of the things that a bench jeweler or what an apprentice mm-hmm. might do. So um, bench jewelers can create jewelry from precious metals and stones. Um, they examine and grade diamonds and other gems. So the thing is that when you're developing pieces, the thing is that what size of stone, what kind of quality, um, what is going to be the best one that <clears throat> you know captures the light. Um, they will clean and polish jewelry using po- using things like polishing wheels and chemical baths. Uh, they repair jewelry by replacing broken clasps, altering ring sizes, or resetting stones. You might have had a piece where, like, a ringlet, like, breaks off, and they can actually recreate that. Smooth joints and rough spots and polished smooth areas, like if somehow mm-hmm. it gets, um, like, a watch or something gets scarred or, like, gets scrapes and stuff like that. Um, computes the cost of labor and materials for new pieces. Um, also, model new pieces with carved wax or computer-aided design and cast them into metal. Now, this was interesting to me, mm. is that... I used to know an artist, uh, jewelry artist, um, 20 years ago, and he used to do a lot of carved wax. And so you take a piece, you make the ring out of wax, then you make a mold from it, you, and then you the mold is out of plaster. You stick it in an oven, the wax comes out, then you can pour silver directly into it. Um, I was speaking to this current jewelry artist. They do a lot of that wax stuff. Instead of doing it by hand now, they do it on computers. <clears throat> That's crazy. So they're doing CAD design, and then they will even somehow some places will make the wax molds in house. They have like a printer, but he just sends them out to a factory, like a company, has that wax piece come back, and then he makes the molds himself. So that, um, and they're very, very precise. That's crazy. And he was talking about some of the that's good and bad because when you make a piece with computer aided design, um, it's perfect. Mm hmm. And sometimes beauty is through imperfection. imperfection. Right, right. And so he talks about the pros and cons of using computers versus using hand. And so he tries to do a blend mm-hmm. that shows um, that it's there's an artist involved somewhere in there. Right. That's interesting. Yeah. That really is. And then other things they might do is solder pieces together and insert stones. Mm-hmm. So. Got it. Um. Actually, so the apprentice they they like they they do some some similar type things mm-hmm. actually, um, and and the, and the lines can blur a little bit, but yeah. really you're you're working, uh, say in four, a function but, you're working in a jewelry shop. Yeah, yeah. You, you are, and, and you're learning. I right. think a lot of it. That's what most a good apprentice does is you're 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 doing some of this stuff, but you're you're taking a lot of that knowledge and hoping to build that into something as you go. So they'll do similar type things like they'll they'll repair uh, chain and clasps on on. Uh, on jewelry, on uh, necklaces, um, retipping prongs, setting stones. That's something that we were talking about. Bench jeweler does too. Mm-hmm. That's an apprentice. They'll kind of help with that. There's a little bit more um, rudimentary type skill sets, I guess, in jewelry building. Um, they create stone man mounts, um, perform channel and platinum rebuilds, which sounds very difficult to me. But I'm sure <laughs> to, to someone in this field, they're probably like, ah, yawn, right? Um, the, the, and just like a, just like a bench jeweler, again, there's wax carvings, um, minor ring repair, fabrication, casting, um, but they will help sometimes. I'm assu- I'm assuming is that the longer you work as an apprentice, you might get your skill sets will increase. Right. The the owner of the store or the the, the, the shop will help kind of build you up and give you more uh, complex uh, things to do, and some of that might be like custom design and creation of pieces themselves. Right. I mean, it's almost like the apprentices, if it's like an auto shop, right? If it's a one person proprietor, 
you work for them and you do everything from sweeping the floors clean the toilets all the way up right. to fixing the car um you start out changing oil and then you move your way up but like if you work for audi right um in a factory not a factory but like a large service bay it's just like no they got people who sweep the floors right. and take away the oil and stuff like right. that and you just do one you, you do like a higher level of job but it can both of those can get you to where you want to go. Right. So if you were like at Tiffany's, for instance, you'd probably be doing some like repair work. Yeah. Things like that. Yeah. So yeah. So the next step is hit your road, hit the road with your own designs. Is start to going to gem fairs and mm-hmm. you know places that you can show off your work. Um, sometimes it's the local craft festival, and sometimes it might be a little bit higher end. Um, and when you're there, try to create designs and submit your pieces mm-hmm. for um, competition. Yeah. And that's a really good way to get to get recognized, especially right. in this field, is start winning some awards and get recognized and get your name out there. Mm-hmm. And find your language. Right. Find your voice. Right. And then if you are successful at that, you know, if you can be selling stuff on Etsy like Tim is mentioning or going out to sh- shows or whatever, and then um, you start to gre- create an audience of people who want your product. And then you hang your shingle up or you can work for someone else. Mm -hmm. So, and at that point you can make as much money as you want. It just depends on the designer, I think. Yeah. You can be the next Tiffany. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think that's kind of covers everything, right? Yeah. So, well, I think that's, um, we've hit our, almost to our 20 minute mark. So that's all the time we have for this podcast. We spent that much time talking about jewelry. Yeah. Two guys. Two guys. Yeah. <laughs> wow. We work hard. Yeah. <laughs> that's all the time we have for this podcast. If you enjoyed our show, we'd love it if you give us five stars on iTunes or Google Play. And um, last of all, before we leave, we want to give a big thank you to our sponsor, University of California, Irvine. Division of Continuing Education, which offers only the best continuing continuing professional education, things like esports. Um, cool. We don't have jewelry making. No, but esports is really cool. Yeah, we have culinaries. We do have culinary too. arts too. Yeah, with culinary arts. Yeah. So, um, if you need a career boost or are looking for a new profession, check them out at ce.uci.edu. Once again, ce uci.edu and you won't be disappointed and we hope maybe jewelry making is in your future and if you do do it let us know and uh, build me some earrings (laughs) bye bye